Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In this How to and Identity episode, we will look at the many levels of God's power and our authority to allow it to flow from God to and through us and out to others. We will look at quite a few biblical words and their definitions here, as it can be easy to miss things in our English translations. As a super helpful resource, I'll share some of what Joshua Mills teaches about the various dimensions of God's power and authority in his Power Portals book, and there will be a link to that below as well on this episode of pattyej.podbean.com. The word in the Bible related to the power of God himself is dunamai, which means I am the power, I can, I am able. If God has all might and power, you can't have any of it apart from him. When you accept God's gift of salvation, the Holy Spirit indwells your heart, which grants you the authority to release God's power. One of the reasons that we pray and seal our prayers in the name of Jesus is because we are claiming the authority given to us by him. In the Bible story where Peter and John prayed to heal the paralyzed beggar, we see this authority used. Acts 3, 4-9 But Peter, along with John, stared at him intently and said, Look at us. And the man began to pay attention to them eagerly expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name, authority, power of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, begin now to walk and go on walking. Then he seized the man's right hand with a firm grip and raised him up. And at once his feet and ankles became strong and steady. And with a leap, he stood up and began to walk, and he went into the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Interestingly, Peter and John stared at that man intently. What were they doing? They were seeking God to see and hear what he wanted them to do. If you have been a listener to this podcast for any period of time, you know that John 5.19 is my favorite Bible verse. because. It tells us that Jesus did nothing on his own initiative, but only what he saw and heard the Father doing. And this is exactly what Peter and John were doing. They knew that they had his authority to agree with whatever he was revealing to them, to speak into reality miraculous things. And you can do that just like they did. To operate with your power and authority, you must first understand it. There are several reasons why understanding spiritual realms of authority are important. The first is that it helps to ensure that what you do is within God's anointed boundaries. All things done outside of God's anointing are actually dead works. The second is that it helps you respect God's role and responsibility and distinguishes it from yours so that you don't get in his way. God will not do your job and you are unqualified to do his job. Yet this is one of the biggest problems in Christianity today. We unknowingly get in God's way by trying to have things happen from our strength and not God's. 
The third is that the more you understand the realms of authority, the more you will be able to operate within them for your kingdom purpose. And the fourth is that the more you understand spiritual realms of power, the easier it is for you to see the enemy's strategies and address them offensively. Note the tension in this passage of scripture from 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 15, that contrasts the difference between those who understand their authority and those who do not. The first verse in this scripture actually is an Old Testament verse being referenced. The first verse here was also Isaiah 64, 4, but Paul is writing here to remind people of what that verse said as he begins this scripture passage. 1 Corinthians 2, 9-15 Things which the eye has not seen and the ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him, who hold him in affection, reverence, who obey him, and who gratefully recognize the benefits that he has bestowed. For God has unveiled them and revealed them to us through the Holy Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things diligently, even sounding and measuring the profound depths of God's divine counsel and things far beyond human understanding. For what person knows the thoughts and motives of a man except the man's spirit within him? So also no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Holy Spirit, who is from God, so that we may know and understand the wonderful things freely given to us by God. We also speak of these things not in words taught or supplied by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit combining and interpreting spiritual thoughts and spiritual words for those being guided by the Holy Spirit. But the natural, unbelieving man does not accept the things, the teachings and the revelations of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness, absurd and illogical to him, and he is incapable of understanding them because they are spiritually discerned and appreciated, and he is unqualified to judge spiritual matters. But the spiritual man, the spiritually mature Christian, judges all things, questions, examines, and applies what the Holy Spirit reveals, yet is himself judged by no one. The unbeliever cannot judge the understanding and understand the believer's spiritual nature. These verses clarify that we live in the new covenant days where the Lord has given us the ability to know him intimately. Praise God that you live in this generation and have access to that level of authority. Let's dive into what we can learn from Joshua Mills in his book, Power Portals. It is important to note that each of these dimensions build and relate on each other and are strengthened by your relationship with God. These will grow from faith to faith, glory to glory, and increasing levels of power as you understand them and work in cooperation with God for them. All of these dimensions are included in one section of scripture, but you must dive into the biblical meanings of each of these words to be able to see them. 
Ephesians 1, chapter 18 to 24. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with the light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people. And so that you will begin to know what immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power. That's the first one. We will get back to each of these as they're identified. His active spiritual power is in us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of his mighty, that's number two, strength, that's number three, which he produced, that's number four, in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him in his own hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority, that's number five, power and dominion, whether angelic or human, and far above every name that is named above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age and world, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in every realm in subjection under Christ's feet and appointed him as supreme and authoritative head over all things in the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills and completes all things in all believers. So let's go back to each of those words that I highlighted for you, and we're going to look them all up in the Greek and let you know what they really mean. So the first we said that to highlight it was his active spiritual power. The word in the Bible for that is dunamis, and it refers to miraculous power. It is the strength and ability for performing signs, wonders, and miracles. It is the word that the word dynamite comes from, which is a helpful word for us to picture. It is the power of dynamite. It was super interesting for me to note that this was the first dimension. It's like bang miracles right out of the box. Acts 1.8 is another example of this type of power. But you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses to the people about me, both to Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. This power is always related to God's kingdom purposes. It is immeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing in greatness. It is not limited by human laws or factors. Nothing in the natural can block what God has for you to be able to do in the spirit. But it's interesting to note from the Ephesians passage that it is for those who believe. Not all Christians will see this miraculous power in their lives because most don't believe for it or even understand it. It is for all believers, but not all believers will live a lifestyle and experience it. You don't need to live behind some blocking wall of limitations, such as 
illness or bondages related to addiction or even the worries of this world, when you realize you have the dynamite power of God to blow that wall down, all you have to do is believe it to receive it. Have faith for this level of power, not because of your ability, but because of God's. Remember, this is spiritual power coming from God, not from you. So it is not limited. The kingdom of God is a realm of amazing real power. And this is the kind of power that is our spiritual fuel. Clothe yourself in this power like a Superman garment. Clothing is something you see on the outside. You don't leave your house without clothes, so you don't need to leave your house without the clothing of yourself in God's power. This miraculous ability is linked to your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Abiding in God's presence by way of the Holy Spirit fills your spiritual tank to be able to release this kind of power. The second dimension of power found was in verse 19 with the word mighty. The word mighty in the Bible is ishis, and it means the working power of God. It is a powerful force or ability. Mark 12, 30 said, love the Lord your God with all your mind, soul, and strength. The word strength is this power in this verse. It is the power that gives all the realms efficiency. It is the working power of the Holy Spirit. That is, it is the power current in operation in the believer's life. Metaphorically, it's like electricity that empowers an appliance. Staying plugged in is required to make that work. Many believers don't have working power in their lives because they are not spending time with God, spending time in the Word, abiding in Christ. That's how you stay plugged in. You can only have working power if you are staying connected to the vine. So you can't connect or disconnect, then connect, disconnect, and feel a consistency of the power of God. So abiding in Christ, staying tuned into the Holy Spirit, is reinforced here again. This is the power of the Holy Spirit uses to heal and transform you. So you must allow the Holy Spirit to give you this power by surrendering, surrendering your will to allow the Holy Spirit to take the wheel. The river of living water flowing from God to and through you and back to God is like a supernatural cycle, electric circuit cycle, and it's all for God's glory. The Lord explained it to me this way. Things that need to be plugged into electricity have the ability to perform as created and designed when they're plugged in. Those same things unplugged will lay dormant and are impotent to accomplish what they were created to do. Abiding in me leads to increasing levels of anointing. When you learn to trust me by saying plug into my presence, I will reveal more and more to you, and then I will begin to trust you with increasing levels of my power. Like electricity, the anointing is a material substance that can be stored and increased and used for powerful impact. Next, the Lord showed me an image of the flux capacitor from the Back to the Future movies. 
I looked at the words flux and capacitor in the dictionary. Flux means a continuous flow or movement, and capacitor means an, a device for accumulating and holding a charge of electricity. In the movie, the flux capacitor was the power source for allowing time travel to happen. It was a Y-shaped pulsing electrical flow box with each point flowing back and forth into the center with energy and lights. This reminded me of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit flowing anointing power into me when I tune into the flow of the Holy Spirit. Jesus continued, see the energy movement of the flux capacitor. Energy from the Godhead flows to you and empowers you when you are plugged into the power source. You have the privilege of being connected to the energy of the Trinity, God's perfect will and power stay plugged in. The Lord continued, the source of my power is endless and always available. Learn to stay plugged in at all times so that you don't miss a single blessing. The more energy you get from me, the more you will reflect me to those I have given you to serve. You were created in my image to reflect my image to the world. This is what you can do when you stay plugged in. The third dimension of power was found in verse 19 with the word strength. The word in that verse meaning strength is kratos, and it means prevailing power, dominion, strength, power, mighty deed to prevail by God's dominating strength. Ephesians 3.16 says, May he grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through his spirit in your inner self, indwelling your innermost being and personality. Here we learn that this type of power is given by the Holy Spirit to strengthen your inner man. It builds you up inwardly so you can manifest his strength outwardly. Faith is a dominant factor for this one. The more this power builds up the inner man, the more you build mastery in transformation, you become more Christ-like. By faith, biblical heroes overthrew kingdoms, found justice, and received all that God promised them. In Hebrews 11.33, God gives us this power so you can be an overcomer. This is the power that helps you be invincible. You cannot be strong on the outside with being strong on the inside. Your growing experiences with God, being who he says he is, will build you up and allow you to trust and rely on him to be who he says he is, and you have a thicker skin on the outside for schemes of the enemy or increasing levels of challenges. You can see even now how the first miracle with dunamis power and the working power of Ishus that comes along by staying connected in the vine leads to the prevailing transformation, prevailing power of Kratos. The fourth dimension of power comes from the word in verse 20, produced or exerted. The Greek word is energeo, and it is the energizing power of God, the divine energy. The ability to be active and working efficiently. 
the strength and vitality necessary for sustained spiritual soul and body activity. This is God's energy to do the work. Burnout is nothing more than working on your own strength. But when you are operating inside the flow of the Holy Spirit, doing the will of the Father, you are actually operating by this energeo energy. I can feel this energy rise up when I'm speaking or in the flow of writing or ministering. You feel God's energy when you do God's work with his strength. This is one of the reasons that the Lord has me have him order my day each day. I know that if God has put it on my list to do, he will provide the anointed energy for me to do it. If I try to write or do some sort of work apart from what he has put on my list, then I find that I'm less effective, more tired, and the work is of less quality. This is why knowing the will of God for you and your life, even hour by hour, will make you more productive. And the last level that we're going to talk about today is found in verse 21 with the words rule or authority. It is excusia, which is the power, the weight, or moral authority, the authority or influence that God gives believers to heal every kind of disease, illness, speak the word of God, cast out demons, raise people from the dead. This is the authority that every uh, disciple of Christ has. All believers are called to be disciples. But watch in this verse how Jesus passes this power on to his disciples. Matthew 28, 18 to 20, Jesus came up to them and said, All authority, all power of absolute rule, that's excusia, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of the nations. Help people to learn of me, believe in me, and obey me by my word, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you to do. And lo, I am always with you, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of the circumstances, and on every occasion even to the end of the age. Every believer is called to be a disciple of Christ. The key to understanding your identity and stand on your authoritative power is to know that you are a king and a priest unto the Lord's kingdom of heaven. This power gives you confidence to go and do things for God. Be bold, courageous, and unapologetic. Nothing about you personally qualifies or disqualifies you It is Jesus' finished work on the cross that qualified him to pass on all the authority to those who believe for his kingdom purposes. So you accepting Christ qualifies you and passes the authority and responsibility that you have for your part of his kingdom plan. Here is a simple metaphor that the Lord gave me to help me understand this relationship. You need electricity to power your house, and the power company is the source of the electricity. When you want to turn lights on in your house, you don't call the electric company and tell them to do that. You simply flip a switch because you know you have access to that power and the ability to manage it. You simply flip the switch on the wall, 
and the power is accessible to turn on your lights. You are not the source of the power, but you are the one who influences what the power does inside the boundaries of your own home. Let's take a few minutes now to talk about the growing glory to glory, anointing to anointing. To be trusted to release God's power by his authority, you must have the experience of his presence and the grounding of the truth of the word of God. It is this intimacy that builds the trust required for you to release God's love and light. It is important to remember that we need to want to be in his presence more than we want the power. To seek his power over his presence is to have the wrong heart motivation. Experiencing God's nearness for you, yourself, will help you to learn the depths of this truth. I can remember in Tommy Tenney's book, The God Chasers, he said, Intimacy will bring about blessing, but the pursuit of blessing won't bring about intimacy. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus alone, not on the outcome you want or what you want him to do for you. Just being with him will cause blessings to happen for you. To this point, I asked the Lord, what more did he want to say or show us about the importance of his presence related to our power and authority? The Lord showed me three things a gentle sprinkler, a power washer, and a tidal wave. What do these mean, Lord? Your physical body can not handle the full measure of my presence. I will give you a taste, a glimpse of who I am, little by little. And as you spend time with me in the word, prayer, and communion, this is like the sprinkler. It's refreshing and edifying. The power washer represents when you can handle more and more of my powerful presence and glory. Here, I begin to equip you for greater measures of anointing. Your impact and influence grow with an increasing measure of my presence. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we all, with unveiled face, continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are progressively being transformed by his image from one degree of glory to even more glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. The tidal wave represents the highest level of my presence that only your new heavenly body will be able to handle. This new body will be able to handle an eternity of my presence. That level would certainly kill anyone in a human body. Wow, Lord, that was super cool. Thank you for the way you helped me grow in the levels of your presence. You continue to give me more and more experiences and encounters with you so that when you show me who you are, I can appreciate that metaphor more and more. You will continue to increase that power and level of your presence as I can handle it. Power washers are very effective at cleaning dirty things, too, he pointed out. He said, as you encounter me, you will want to clean up more things in your life. As you shed those areas and clean them up, you begin to be more equipped to handle the things that I have for you. 
to teach, to write, to speak, to minister. Thank you, God, for your presence and the ability for us to connect with you. As you learn about these new things from God's power and authority, and you see his face for increased anointing, you will grow in wisdom and authority and will become more equipped to release God's love and power in increasing levels. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, and as a result believed in him, were stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, the one promised by Christ, as owned and protected by God. The Spirit is a guarantee, the first installment, a pledge, a foretaste of your inheritance until the redemption of God's own purchased possession, his believers, to the praise of his glory. This verse reveals God's promise of the seal of the Holy Spirit. This ensures our increasing capability to grow in levels of anointing. This promise confirms that believers are stamped and sealed as children of the living God. Once sealed, this verse shows the progression toward the maturity in Christ. Notice that we need to continually see God. Fixing our eyes on Him is the way that we grow from glory to glory. Where there is God's presence, there is His glory. And where there is His glory, there is His transformational anointing. I asked the Lord to show me what is lost if we are not plugged in. And this is what he said. You stay plugged in by keeping your eyes fixed on me, keeping me front of mind, including me in all things and at all times. When you pull away from me, you pull the plug and disconnect from my power source. Just like the object that relies on electricity to function, you are dead, impotent, and ineffective. Don't let this happen because it leaves you vulnerable to the enemy and keeps you from accomplishing what I desire. Whoa, that sounds like quenching and grieving the spirit, doesn't it? 1 Thessalonians 5.19 warns, Do not quench the spirit. When we turn our backs on God and don't include him or ignore him or forget to seek his face, we quench the spirit and essentially pull the plug on the anointing of God, his power source. Additionally, Ephesians 4.30 reminds us, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. These verses remind us that there is a direct connection between behaviors and attitudes that quench the Spirit and grieve the Spirit. There are consequences to being unplugged. The Lord continued, Seek me and remain connected to me at all times. Quenching me is like putting out a fire. Disconnecting me grieves me. Your fruit will reveal whether you are connected or disconnected from me. 1 John 2.27 says, As for you, the anointing which you receive from him abides in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you by all things, and is true and not a lie, and just as it has taught you, abide in him. Thank you, Lord, for showing us such creative imagery to help us understand your many dimensions of power and authority. Thank you that we can stay plugged in to the power of the living water and receive the anointing so that we can do what you desire from us 
and become who you desire for us to be. Help us to remember that when we choose to disconnect from your power, we miss blessings. And not just that, we also quench and grieve the Spirit. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in the special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. After playing with Jesus in the special place for a while, I want you to see yourself as a child wearing a superhero garment. Ask the Lord what you and he can do together to save the world if you were to fully step into your power and authority and exercise the plan that he has for you. Then let him show you an area that holds you back from that level of power and authority. He will show you the step you need to take to be able to be an overcomer. So enjoy yourself with this one and take all the time you need and record it all in your journal. You know, the superhero thing is not make-believe. When you understand the power and authority that we actually have, we are superheroes. We just need to remember who we are and what God has given us in terms of capability to transform us into the Christ identity that we have and for the purposes that he has for us. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it and check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.